It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Gil, you know where to find us, right? Mm-hmm. On Himalaya app. Himalaya. Our friends. Because the podcast world is growing bigger every day, Himalaya wants to help navigate it. It's the brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future favorites, whether you're a podcaster or a fan. Himalaya has your back. They have our back. Mm -hmm. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcaster some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free. It's the easiest to use app, and they're adding cool new features every day. They added a Nocho podcast, yes, so we do. know they're cool. <laughs> go to your go to the App Store, download Himalaya. It's H I M A L A Y A. Don't forget to follow the Nocho podcast, but you should be already already. You should you should have that memorized by now. It's Just, different scripts. Oh, yeah, that's how oh, it works on oh, the oh, they keep tricking on that. the script side. Yeah, they keep gotcha, it fresh. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. flipping the script. Don't yeah, yeah. yeah, I see. Okay, Himalaya. On this episode of the Nocho podcast. Get on board to experience the ride that it is to be an NBA player. We're joined by Michael Carter-Williams, whose basketball journey is a truly unique one. After being selected 11th overall by the Sixers, Michael had a breakout first season and was named Rookie of the Year. You would think things could only blossom from there. He tells us just how it can change in the blink of an eye. Trusting the process doesn't work out for every player, and beyond ability, it comes down to fit, timing, and opportunity. Things like rebuilds, salary caps, and injuries are all factors that most players don't have on their radar when they're going out and competing every night. Gil also points out that you have to expect those changes at all times. That's the constant. Also, when you're in the middle of it, it takes a singular focus. It's the No Chill Podcast. Buckle up for another episode. Remember, you can get us early on the Himalaya app. Download and subscribe today. You can also get us anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the No Chill channel on YouTube. I guess we have Michael Carter Williams here with mm-hmm. us today. You want to know how he got on? Yeah. But so we were in the gym at Mamba Academy, Sports Academy, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, he was just working out. One thing leads to another. We're talking about podcasting. Boom! He knew about the No Chill Podcast. Where was I? Gotta I? Come on. Good question. That's where I was looking for. That's where I was oh, looking for. Oh, bro. Yeah, you were. Were you on vacation still? Oh, or I was, I was so, in yeah, Hawaii. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, it was somewhere around that. Yeah. All right. All yeah. right. How was vacation? It was fun. Okay, you're back on me. So what? So what? Gil did was we record an episode with Cube, drops the bomb that he's coming to the big three, gone to Hawaii. Yeah, that's a Valentine's vacation. Okay, so sucks. <laughs> but now you're back to work. You're back yeah, on the grind. Back to work. Back on the grind. And Michael's on the grind too. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it harder to work out when uh, you ain't part of a team? You know, I was in I was in Houston, right, and. You know, I was thinking like, you know, I was the day I got released, whatever, and I was just like, you know, like, what what do I do now? Like, I can't go, I can't just go to the gym. Like, I gotta find connects of who got an open gym, whatever. But, um, yeah, so I, I would, you know, make my way to, to to gyms, and you know, I came out here, and I'm the same thing. You know, looking for gyms, going to the Mamba Sports Academy. So it's different for sure. It's like at first, it's kind of you know relieving you, like I don't have to go. It's here every single day, mm-hmm. work out the same people every single day. 
But then I got to a point where it's like, damn, I, I miss it. Like yeah. I miss going to the gym, seeing everybody, you know, in there and, and seeing the same faces all the time and just work, you know, just working out, you know, with the guys. So it definitely is uh it definitely is different. Yeah, you know, you get babied. You know, you know, before you make it to the NBA, finding gyms was easy. You know, you know, calling up, calling up, yo, go to the gym, get a little trainer, boom, boom, boom. And then it's like you get to the NBA and it becomes so convenient for you that when you when you're not a part of it anymore, it's like, yo, how do I how do I uh who do I call? Like, what, how the rest what, of us have to. Yeah, yeah. What, what gyms is open now? Right. I mean, this, I'm over here. I'm over here. The other day, I signed up for LA Fitness. I'm like, look, there's a lot of LA Fitnesses everywhere. Yeah. Like, when wherever I wherever I go, I know I can at least get some shots up, get a little lift or running or something. So yeah, it definitely is. Uh, it, it, like you said, like we we do get like babied on the fact of like everything is so accessible. Yeah, it was so fun. The, the year I got in trouble and I got banned from the gym. I didn't know what to do. Like, I, I had no idea how to work out, where to work out. I just gave up. I went to Miami. I went to Miami and party and said, I'm going to wait till they lift it because I, I don't know nothing about gyms, you know, because it's not like D.C. had just, like, rec centers, and I wasn't going to just show up to a rec center. And if I did, I can't use the NBA trainers. So I just said, eh. And then that's when my leg, my knee went to shit. But even if you're, if you call up somebody and say like, "Hey, I want to get to a gym," would they shut it down for you? I, I don't you know. Like, you don't. You don't. Yeah, it's. Yeah. But that's weird and too. It, and it's also like you just got. You know, I mean, yeah. I just got released. I'm gonna call somebody like, "Hey, I don't have a gym to work." Oh, why don't you got a gym? And then I got to explain my situation. <laughs> it's like, you know, sometimes I just just want to get up and go to the mm-hmm. gym. But when, also, when you're in this place, right? So you have more, let's say, downtime and more time to yourself. How do you think you should spend that downtime as far as like thinking of your next move, where you want to go in your career? You can't just wait for the phone to ring, right? Or are you? I think it's like, for me right now, it's a little bit of both, right? Like I, when I first, you know, when it, when it first happened, I think I was in, in, in panic mode. You know, what am I going to do next? Like, you know, what's my next move, whatever. And then as the days went by, I, I got to a place to where it's like, okay, if I'm keep calling my agent constantly, I know if he calls me, that means something, you know, he's not going to call me for no reason. Like if he calls me, then, then that means something happened. I can't force, you know, me being on a team or whatever. So I think I got to a place where I was like, I'm just going to dive into, you know, myself a little bit and something that I really couldn't, you know, really could never do. You know, I'm always, when you're in the NBA, you're always thinking about, you know, what does this coach think of me? Especially when you're fighting for something, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're fighting for playing time. So what can I do to play more? You know, like what is this dude doing? What is this guy doing? What You know what I mean? You get so caught up in the whole NBA life that like when I now that I've been out of it for, you know, a month, whatever, I've realized that like if if I dive into me and just really, you know, all coaches say, oh, control what you can control, control what you can control. <laughs> you hear it a thousand times. People who don't play that's all they hear. Stay ready and control your <laughs> control. Those are the two things you, you always hear. But then once you really like kind of grasp that concept and understand, you know, to your own, whatever that means to you, you can, you know, kind of let all the other stuff Yeah, go. I mean, that helps for your sanity or to handle stress, I guess, because you're like, I can't dwell on this thing. I'm, you know, like I said, control what you control. But when you just want to play or you want to be given a shot or a look or be in the right place... It, it, it takes more than just that, right? You know, it's so funny. People don't understand. Um, and it's starting, I, I see it a lot now in high school, and they don't understand how it affects them 
in an NBA, and you're a product of that. So right now, a lot of kids are being held back two years, one year, and then, um, you know, they go to college. By the time they enter the NBA, you know, they're 21-22, right, as rookies. You know, as a 22-year-old rookie, you know, he wins rookie of the year. You know, in that same rookie of the year moment, <clears throat> his team is looking to trade him. Like, you know, we, we want to go younger. You know, and it's, and I, I always tell kids, like, listen, try to get in the NBA as young as you can because for some reason they grasp younger kids better because they can see a higher ceiling. You know, because when I came into the draft, that's when um, all the high school kids was coming in. You know, but, you know, I was only 18, 19 too, so it, it didn't really affect me. But that's when, like, all the, you know, you know Kwame Brown, you know, Tyson, um, Jop Diop, all of these kids was coming in, you know, and it was a young kid's draft. You know, I think the first point guard was, like, some kid out of Italy or something named uh, Ryan, uh, Raul Lopez. I've never heard of him. And then, you know, Tony Parker and Tinsley, those were – those were my group. We, mm-hmm. we're, we're all late first round, second round picks. You know, and we're, st- and we're young still. And I don't think, you know, that people really understand that the NBA cares more about age than actual talent. Because if you tell me that I can win rookie of the year and then I'm damn near on a bubble, you know, the next year getting traded for someone younger, that – like I, I would say, get the fuck out of here. Like I would, I would say that shit early. But it's also timing, right? So when you were in Philly, it, after the, your rookie of the year season, then uh, things weren't going well in Philly, and they were in tank bone, right? That, that's yeah. when the, you're in the middle of the process. Yeah, right. Like, like, like you said, like I, I had no idea like what was, like I thought if somebody asked me, "Are you on the trade block of getting traded?" I'll, I look at them stupid, like. I just won rookie of the year. Why would you ask me if I, you know, I'm on the trade blocks? So, and then like the next year, my, my it's not like I came out and I had I was playing horrible. No, my it's like a misconception that like after my rookie year I've done terrible, which is not true. You know, I was still averaging 14, six mm-hmm. and six as as my second year in Philly. You know, there we just in tank mode. We are losing. Um, you know, I had new teammates every single week, you know, we'd get in a, we get in some sort of rhythm, which, which, whether that's us losing by one instead of 20 or, or, or winning a couple games and, you know, guys would get traded and, you know, I'd have, you know, new teammates. And so when I got traded, like I, I didn't, I didn't really, I had no answers. Like I was like, I didn't, I had no idea. And it was kind of like a, it was just like, it, it just shocked me so much that like, I didn't know, like from that moment on, it was like, I don't know what I can do in this league, especially me being winning rookie of the year and then, you know, being okay the my second year. And I'm still, this is only my first one year and a half in the league. So it's like now it's like, damn, what do I got to do to not get traded? Or, or, you know, that's where my mind was at that time. Yeah, and it's, it's so hard because no one, no one tells you that you're not competing. Like, like I seen last year and I said, you know, I said it, I said, as much as they're going to talk about Donovan, McNatt, I mean Donovan Mitchell yeah. now, yeah. they're not even going to mention him next year because he's no longer a sophomore. You're 22. You're you're with the rest of the 22 year olds now. You know that's you. You're with Greek the Freak. You're with you're with all these guys. You're not some you know. Tw- you're not you're not with Ball. 
You know, you're not with Dennis Smith Jr. and, you know, Fox. Those guys are 18 years old. They're, 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 they're on a whole nother, you know, level of, you know, in, in, in this sport. So if no one tells you that as, as a young kid, how are you supposed to, you know, prepare, you know, for, you know, something like this? It's, and I tell kids, I said, listen, if you're older, you better fucking put that work in and try to dominate. You don't have no room. You, you know, when you get when you come in at 22, 23, you went to school for three, four years, you don't have you don't have room, you know, for failure or room to like baby step no, anything. You need, a, you need to have you, an immediate you gotta impact, you gotta come right. and impact 2025. 20, like you gotta come out of the gates really strong. And but nobody fucking tells you. Right. You know. That's also a tough thing when you when you did get traded, you know, at that not to mention what that does for your confidence. Right. Like yeah, you can have I mean, all the confidence in the world, but it's gonna set you anybody back. Right. And then it's like you know, things, you know, you get traded to a team, things get better. But when you first go there, it's like teams look at you, you know, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The last guy was still there. They still had a relationship with that last guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you're, you're getting all the eyes yeah, like, yeah. like, you know, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad you're here, but not really because I miss my mans who just got traded. So it's like nothing is nothing is easy mm-hmm. like w- w- when that happens. And it's just – and nobody looks at it like outside the court. Like – like we all have family, like that we gotta get up, move. Like that's not easy for any of them. Like they're in a they're in a situation where your life is so dominant and your life is so big and, and it takes everybody to help out that like it's still stressful when you gotta move places, everybody has to move. It's not just you. Every you know, everybody, you know, so it, it affects more like than people actually think. You know, and especially somebody like like myself. I've been traded, you know, I've been traded, not resigned, I go here, I go there, you know what I mean? It's 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 definitely not everybody thinks it's easy because you live in the NBA world, but at the end of the day, you know, it's not as easy as people think it is, at least. They, they, they look at the money. They right. say, oh, yeah, you got the money. You can just get up and go. And I'd be like, all right, imagine going to work today and then you get a call tomorrow saying your ass got to be in Alaska. But you're going <laughs> to get a raise. Yeah, you're getting the money, but you're going to a place. You don't, wait, what? I don't even yeah, know right. this place. Like, I don't even know this place. I got to move my whole fucking family to Alaska now. Get the fuck And I said, that's how <laughs> NBA trades happen. It's like, sometimes, like I've, like I, I mean, NBA trade tr- trades deadline used to be funny to us. You know, if you know you're not getting traded. And you're like, you know, you hear all your friends bickering and stuff like, yeah, nigga, I can't wait to get traded. I need to be out of here anyway. And then they get traded and be mad as shit. Every time. Every time. Yeah, every, every, it happens to everybody. It's not the fact that, like, sometimes it's the fact that even if you want to leave, there's that little piece of you being like, damn, these, they really, they gave up on me in yeah. a way. Like, they, they wanted me out of here for somebody else. Even though I want to leave, yeah. it's the fact that you would willingly, you know, want me to leave. Okay, so Gil, let's say this happens. How should you handle that in the sense of competition, right? So if, if I get traded and this team didn't want to keep me around, right? Don't you want to get back at that team? Yeah, but <clears throat> you still got to be able to be put in a position to get get back. You know, everyone's not put in a position. Like you can be the man on your team and get put to another team, and then you have to try to, you know, sacrifice – and let them know you cool. And, you know, you can't go in there trying to Allen Iverson the whole, you know, the mm-hmm. whole team. You know, going in there and then I'm going to shoot 30. Y'all going to shut the fuck up. You can't do that. You know, so you're trying to trying to mend and trying to figure out who's who and what, what's what. You know, so 
you probably don't even get a chance to get back at your team until the following year. Mm-hmm. You know, and and hopefully you're in a position where you are still dominant. And they, they got you in another because you know you can be dominant, get traded to a, a, another team, and that coach don't even like you or play you the same style that you like. Right. Yeah. Did you want to get back at Philly when you were the first time? <laughs> of course. <laughs> See? Yeah, of course. Everyone does. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, like, I, I can, you know, when I, when, I, when I got traded from Philly, it was like, man, I can't wait till we play them again. And, you know, we, when I was in Milwaukee, we played them again. Had a, I had a real, I think I had like 30 that night. Like, I, mm. I, I, I had like, it felt so good to come Revenge back. Revenge game. Yeah, it felt so good to come back and, and, and perform like that. But after getting traded a few times, it's like I started getting like not it wasn't it wasn't only like a sports thing. It wasn't well, it wasn't like when I see it when I play them like I want to bust their ass. It was like I was like had real anger towards you know every Everyone, like every, every, yeah. every like everybody like over there. And I and it was like all right, I gotta I gotta take a step back because no matter like no I know in this league I could I could be back in Milwaukee. In two days from now, I could be back in Philly. I could be back in Charlotte, Chicago. You know what I mean? Like anything can happen. You know, I I, I should know that, right? Being traded after winning Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. You know, anything can happen. So I try to like now. I try to be like, okay, like I still want to go out there and bust your ass, but like it's to a point. It's to a certain point where I'm like, I know at the end of the day, it is a business, right? And coaches move all the time. Assistants get elevated. Players even can say, like, look, I like playing with that dude. Bring him here when they get to a, a place of power on a team. So it's those relationships that you have along the way. It makes sense. Like in the in the work world, right, it's how you have your network. So you, yeah, want, yeah, you don't yeah. want to ever burn a bridge. Yeah. But but it's – and that's why, like, like NBA players, like, you know, when fans be like, man, NBA players, they're fake fighters. <laughs> yeah, we don't fight. We're not going to – we don't – we don't – we – we don't want to fight each other because at the end of the day, we can be traded to that team. We're going to see this dude in the summer. So, you know, we're more we're more together than people really think because we can be traded, you know, throughout our careers with these same guys. So you can't really have real enemies. You know, you you know, you're Chris Paul, you're Chris Paul and you're Rondos. That rarely happens. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is they might be teammates one day, and that's going to be <laughs> hilarious. You know, but you don't really – you rarely see shit like that because, you know, we're the only sport that has midseason trades. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you wait to the summer and you get to pick the team. So you can stay away from the guy that you really hate. You know, in sports, it's just hot trades as over there. Right. And it's a small circle. There don't, don't, nobody, like, nobody only so many players. players too. Like, like, right? Nobody wants to – I, I, I get in a fight with you now. I got to see you every single day. We go on a plane together. Like we, we nobody wants to do that. And I think like I, I hate I, that. That's one of the, the biggest things I hate when people say, "Oh, the, the NBA, new NBA, soft this and that." Well, no one, Larry Bird and them is not getting fined all this money when they was fighting. Mm-hmm. Like you, th- the, the league is getting softer based on the rules that are applied mm-hmm. around the league. Like it, 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 to me, that's real simple, right? Mm-hmm. Like no one's getting suspended for twenty games back then. It, like. It's not that the league is soft. Like, imagine DeAndre Jordan was as physical as one of them dudes, you know, people back then. He'll kill somebody. You know what I mean? Like, like Stephen Adams. Like, there's, there's, big, there's big dudes in the NBA now, too, who, if we're physical, would be the same exact way. Do we really watch basketball to see guys fight, though? That's what I'm saying. No. Yeah. Oh, like hockey, no, I mean, you know, you know fans, like they, 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 they want to see everyone fight for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> We love the drama. Yeah, that's really what it is. People like drama. I mean, we're we're, we're bigger, that. stronger, faster. I mean, if they say we can't play, we can't. You can't play in the eighties. Who who is gonna stop me? 
You're, you're fucking five, six, 155 pounds. What are you going to do? This guy smokes cigarettes. What are you going to do? Wrestle me? Get, get out of here. Like, but that's, that's the people who are, who are sitting here arguing. Like, you're, you're, you're six, four, 205. Get, get, get out of here, little dude. Like, yeah, like they think their defense is because they get to clothesline you. Like, like, yo, I can hit you back. You know, I can it's really. Not even basketball. Like, you know, but that's what I said. I can hit you back. I'm stronger than you. You know, it's that's that's what this is. I'm actually stronger than you, so yeah, I can actually handle your your era. But it's like, oh yeah, look at him flopping all around. And that's what the rules say I can do right. to get to the free throw line. I'm gonna do it. So that's really what you do with the younger guy. Is that like you know the rules and the landscape. Rule. In the you, NBA, right? They have to figure that out. You adapt. You adapt to your environment. Mm-hmm. Everyone adapts to their environment. You know, it's when we when we grew up playing basketball, we grew up on the streets playing, right? No blood, no foul. We all played wrestle basketball. We all played one-on-one, got in a fight with your friends, right. go to the store after. We yeah, all right. did it. Everybody you know? played 21. Don't yeah. let nobody get to 21. Yeah, yeah. 20 to 19, that's that's an hour. That's an hour right there. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's For sure. When yeah. it gets close towards the end, yeah, they're yeah, 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 fighting, no, no. fouling. You know, so we, no we know how to school. play. It's just when you got to this level, they want talent now. Mm-hmm. You know they don't want that basketball. That's why if you look at a yeah, certain yeah. a certain group, that whole group, that four man, that strong four man that was about six eight, you know that just brute. That's why they all exited the league at the same time. Right. They wanted talented players. They eh? and it's and it also was image based too, right? Mm-hmm. Like the NBA doesn't want to have an image of players fighting all the time. That's why we get fined so much. That's why the mm-hmm. you get suspended so long because they're trying to set that and really want a clean image of. This is not – you're not going to sit here and watch to see a fight. You're going to sit here to watch. And also, we want talent. to see players play, right? Remember right, exactly. when Draymond got suspended in the finals? Like, it would have been a better finals if they had all their players playing, well, right? Shouldn't or, have been kicking. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, he might have earned that one. But, like, even uh, – remember the Spurs' sons back in the day and um, players left the bench, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Spurs probably could have lost that series if, they, if the sons had all their guys. Yeah. So we don't want to see guys suspended for – riffraff kind of reasons you know but i guess maybe if you kick somebody so <laughs> so 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 what are you doing now like what is your what is your game plan now right now i'm just i'm just working out you know i'm working out finding dudes to play um i'm just staying busy like staying busy in the like i never had like this much time to myself mm-hmm. i'm like i said I'm, I'm i'm you know i'm doing some reading like i'm i'm doing everything that like i normally don't do just to try to see like what life is like. You know, Come on, little, you're you're 27. Don't even worry about what life is no, like. No, I know. After. I'm just trust I'm, me. <laughs> trust me. You don't want to know. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm is definitely, there? I'm definitely more dived into basketball than than I've been in a, in a in a long time. And I feel like I've improved so much that I'm like itching to get itching to get back on the court, like on a team, not to like prove anything to anybody, just to because I just miss. You know, I miss playing. I miss just going out there and playing for me and with freedom and not trying to impress, you know, this person or this person, not trying to listen to this coach and this coach. Like, I think that there's advice you need to take from, you know, from people. And then also it's like you got to – I've learned that I got to trust myself. And if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out how I, you know. Yeah, I mean, when, you, when you're playing, I, I, you know, I, I was fortunate to have, you know, coaches that really didn't, you know, penalize me for, you know – Shit I did on a court, but I did me. You know, um, I remember when um, this is my 
second year, I'm averaging 18, 8, and 8. No triple doubles, right? And then they were, um, and then I guess I was playing over what they can pay me. So they were trying to like yeah. reel it back in. So uh, Coach Muscleman, which is my guy, so what they'll do is they'll play me like three minutes, sub me out, four minutes, sub me out. So I couldn't catch a rhythm. So I went to him and said, you know what? Fuck all this. I'm averaging 18, 8, and 8. I know one thing that I won't suffer. That's at 18. I'll stop passing the ball. I'll stop rebounding. But I'm, I'm going to get my 18 points. <laughs> and that's how I went. Everything was 1-4 flat. I said, until y'all started playing me normal, 1-4 flat every time I touched the ball. And that's that's just how it did. And that's just how I just came in. 1-4 flat. Like, it's the tip ball. He called a play. One four flat. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go until we start get some normal time minutes. I play my eight nine normal minutes, and then you sub me out, put me back in. If you're gonna put me out in the four minute mark, I'm doing one four flat until you take me out. Right, and and you know my mindset like it, it, it's similar to way in that way, but it's a little different. Like I don't I, I don't have the luxury to come on come in on a team and be like one four flat. But when I do get my opportunity out there, and I do like listen, I I, I gotta you know what I mean I gotta do me like I got to do myself like that's where I'm like I'm going to be the best I've ever been in that area mm-hmm. so when I do go and when I when 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 it's like you know when it's my time to go that is going to be productive so that nobody else can say anything to me you know what I mean and and that's and and it, I don't have that much wiggle room I got it you know I I don't know how many chances I got left I could have one chance left I don't know but I know once I get that one chance it's the last chance I'm ever going to need just because of how hard right now uh, I'm trying to put the work in. Yeah, you're, you're part of that new the, the new guards where they uh they're rebounding and passing, you know. So it's like, you know, I was looking at your stats. It's like Jesus Christ, that's what he averaged as a rookie. Like, you know, you're, you're, same thing with your second year. You know, you're six and seven. I'm like Jesus Christ, young kids is putting this shit up. Like I didn't even I didn't even think about passing a ball. Seven times, let alone getting seven assists. Like it was just, you know, I came from an era where it was just, I'm just here to destroy. I don't, you know, and it's, you know, but with with a game like that, is it hard to, is it hard to be impactful in short moments? You know, when you're more of a game filler. It is. It is hard, and it's something that I, I've like, and I'm still trying to adjust to because I do like to fill the game and mm-hmm. pass and get people involved. And during those short minutes, I don't, like, I, 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 you know, it's impossible for somebody to do that. So it's like, what can I do? I got to change. That, that's not going to change for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go in on a team and I'm going to get 10 minutes in a row. It's, 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 it's just not happening. So I got to change my game to where it's now, like now, like you said, like your whole mindset was I'm going to go in, kill, to destroy. And that, that's kind of like where mindset is a little bit. Like I got to, once I go in, there is no feeling out like mm-hmm. I gotta go in and make plays, yeah. you know, right away. Defensively, offensively, scoring, getting, you know, driving to the hoop, getting in, you know, an assist or you know a good shot for somebody. That's gotta be like for me right away. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. We also know if you're okay, 27 years old, seasoned enough that where if you get a role with younger players and you can step up as a leader, it's something that maybe you didn't do as much before. Or like you said, you weren't as much of a killer. You were a complimentary guy that was going to facilitate. Like now you can see like, okay, I got that. I'm going to step up in the other areas that maybe I didn't focus on before. Right. And, and and that's what I've been doing is is the fact that the matter is you can 
be the facilitator and do all this all you want in this league. But if you're not shoot, putting the ball in the hoop and if you're not shooting threes as a guard, mm-hmm. your time is your time is ticking. Unless you're Ben Simmons, who's six eleven. Six eleven yeah. in, in, yeah. in You know what I was thinking of actually you look at I mean twenty seven. I mean I mean when you think about twenty seven, you're thinking twenty seven, oh man, you know, it's you know, you're a, you're an old vet. You know, it's twenty seven shit. You're entering your prime though, athletically. Curry, Curry got on at twenty seven. Mm-hmm. That's when he really got popping at yeah. twenty seven. There's a lot of there's a lot of Jimmy Butler, to, yeah, yeah. like even even um Kyle Lowry's a little bit older yeah. when, when he got you know his mm-hmm. you know everything like so again like I I, I used to think that like that too like, oh, damn twenty six now I'm twenty seven like you know I, I'm getting older guys are younger than this but if you go in if you produce and, and if you're producing at a, a at a rate where I'm not giving anybody else an option then I can't lose. And that's what that's that's where my mind is right now. Like I'm gonna go in there, and this 19 year old, 20 year old kid is not gonna step on the floor over me if I'm that good. Mm-hmm. If I'm that mm-hmm. if I'm, I'm that good enough, and the gap has to be big. Big, yes. It can't be a, a small gap or a little. It's got to be a big gap to where it's like, look, I can't. I know you're only 18, 19, but I can't take this dude off the floor. He's killing in but every also, aspect. You're you in that situation. You come from a place of poise and confidence and experience. That's what the advantage that you have on them, right? Fresh legs, young legs, that's cool. But, you know, in pressure moments or if a team needs to rely on you, I'd go to the established guy, right? Yeah, I mean, you're, 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 th- there's a difference between, you know, people who want to win versus owners who are just... Right. Rebuild know, or yeah, start young, young or whatever. Rebuild, yeah. like, you know, it's like I'd rather... You know, that's why Dennis Smith Jr. got traded. I'd rather, you know, even though you're young too... But you know, you sharing the ball with Luca is kind of is is not hurting Luca, but he's not getting as many yeah. touches as he I want him to. So I'm gonna get rid of you so he can have all the touches. Right. And, and Luca yeah. made yeah. him expendable as well. They would have had to pay Dennis before that because he was you know he would have come up on a contract before that too. So yeah, it's I mean, a situation. One fit. year earlier, right? Yeah, one year, yeah. but it's fit too. And I think that's the thing: control what you can control. You can't control where you are, where you end up, right? Right. Unless it's a case where, like, you have options, you know, and you sign with the team that you want because you think that's the best fit. Yeah, I mean, that's what I said. You know, it's – I, you know, I always tell the story that I remember when, you know, Jamal Crawford, you know, he's been bouncing around. I mean, killing everywhere he went. Got the Don Nelson. He's probably the only person I don't like Don. <laughs> and he was basically saying how Don didn't like him. Don wanted to uh, buy him out and he should retire because, you know, he ain't no good. You know, this is yeah. the kid's on twenty six at the time. You know, he's sitting there talking about buying me out, and you know, I ain't worth shit. He don't like the way I play, and I'm like, damn, mother, you just had fifty last year at the end of the season, fifty on this, and then I said, man, look, do you fuck him? <laughs> you know, this bitch, do you fuck him? If he wants to trade you, let him trade you. But you go out there and and just sh- let that shit fly. Don't don't sit there and be a, you know, some assist. Because, you know, they had a rule if you shoot better than 32% from the three, you can take any three you want. It was like a rule Don Nelson had. So he's basically saying everybody else can go out there and let that motherfucker fly besides you. I said, man, fuck what he talking about. Yeah. Sure enough, a week later, <laughs> he scores 50. Sometimes right. it's it, not yeah. you, it's them. And, and it, like, I've never been a part of a league full of a bunch, like, full of people that, like, one day you could be this person and the next day you could be that person. Like, you could have a whole, like, you could have a whole, I could have a, like, my name right now in the NBA is, had a great rookie year, has been horrible ever since. I could have a, I could come out next year and have this great year and been, oh, 
MCW, back to his rookie year, this, this, and that. Like, within, I could have three games of having 30. In three games, my, mm-hmm. my whole persona changes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, <clears throat> and it's, it's like that in this, in this league. And people come in, they, they don't realize that. Like, they don't realize that you can, as, as bad as it is, as you can fall off for one year and people can give up on you, it's as good if you come in and kill for five games and now you're this, this, and that. Just like you said, when you get that shot again, you know you're not going to miss it, right? Right, exactly. All you did is talk. I learned. I learned this. This was um, my second all. This was my second all star. I'm averaging twenty nine six and four. I'm fourth in scoring, right behind Kobe, LeBron, Allen Iverson, and it's me. Um, my team is fifth in the East. They left me off the All Star game. Yeah, that's crazy. talking about oh, you know, we're rewarding winning. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm, I'm fit. What are you talking about? Like I'm, I'm. So they went. They're gonna go to first, second, third score. Skip me. Four, five, six. I mean, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I mean, then they had Paul Pierce on there. Team was thirteen. Right. Then they had a uh, Bosch, and his team was last. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what, what are y'all talking about? Team is winning. And then uh, Jermaine O'Neal. Got suspended, right? So I was, oh, I was hot. Oh, oh, <laughs> I was hot. Every Eastern Conference coach was getting it. So I came <laughs> out and said, I'm the East Coast assassin. There's no East Coast team safe while I'm playing. I said, none of them. At the All-Star break, man, I'm averaging 28. Think I'm like, oh, my God, he's killing them. He is nice. He's living up to his word. I was like, y'all some fucking idiots. <laughs> and then that's when I just started talking trash. And then I started realizing the more you talk, if you just do anything close to it, everyone's like, yeah, look at him. He's the East Coast assassin, hibachi. And that's where all that came from. Right. Before, I was just quiet and just went out there. I was like Dame Leonard, just go out there and just fucking play basketball. Right. And as soon as I just start doing this and scoring, then it becomes... Oh my God, he's on the cover of this, he's on the cover of that. And it's like, oh, you guys are morons. Right. <laughs> you guys, just words. Just fucking words, man. Yeah, you tell you tell him you're gonna do something, you get close to it. Oh my God, he stayed, he did it. Like, that's what I like about ball. Um, LeVar. Ball. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say, yeah, LeVar. it's like it's almost like the the Lonzo and LeVar ball situation where LeVar can say anything he wants about Lonzo, but then it also helps Lonzo in a way, because then any little thing he does good. It's it no longer this big. It's, it's magnified. It's, it's magnified. That's what I said. If, 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 if Zoe had his father's personality, oh, he would have been big. Mm-hmm. Right? Because but he, that's the thing about him. He does. 11, he seven, I mean, 11, promoter. 7, and 7 with your father's mouth. Oh, my God. You could have been, been a superhero. You know, yeah, look, look what I'm doing as a rookie. And then, I, you know, you just name all these fake stats and all that stuff. It's, but really, what you, you touched on is understanding how it works, how the machine works, which a lot of guys come into the league, they don't see it like that. Yeah. You figured it out. You know, I mean, you know, so I've seen so many young kids that had talent that just, you know, that just, you know, lose, you know, just not knowing what game to play, not knowing who, you know, who to shake hands with. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you come in like, yo, I just want to play basketball. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, all this other stuff, this yeah. political stuff, I don't want nothing a part of it. I just want to go out play ball, you know, like, you know, what Kevin Durant does with the media. If that was a young kid, oh, he'd be getting murdered. He wasn't that way when he was a young kid. That's no, the thing about same, thing with Le- same thing with LeBron. You right. know, LeBron, they, they all played a certain part until they got too big. Yeah. 
too big. I mean, but think about who they are now for them to do what they're doing. So that means they wasn't comfortable just being LeBron and KD this whole time for them to say, ah, oh, you know what? I don't like what y'all talking mm-hmm. about. You know, I'm out of here. Yeah. You know, before they, they wasn't going to do that. Well, you think about it, you, you deal with some bullshit, and really every player does at some level. KD, remember, he was a, like, we all loved him. He was a kid with a <clears> backpack <throat> in the press conference and all that. And then, you know, obviously goes to Golden State, and I think that stirs up some controversies. Like, why am I dealing with this nonsense but, all the time? So it gives him that edge. But look at somebody like Russ, right? You, you would think in today's, in today's sports that a man who ever three straight triple doubles would be above life. But he's just Russell and OKC. You know, he says what he wants, he does what he wants. But because of who he is and how he carries himself, the media just shuts him out. And they put every other basketball player in front of him. Right. You know, it's, but look how talented he has to be, and he still gets shunned upon. So imagine if you're a rookie coming in, you know, doing this, or, you know, a young kid trying to find his way. How easy you can just get forgotten about, you know. Be- but you don't see Russ do a lot of sit-down interviews. You don't see a lot of – you, you, you see all, like, his image, you know, obviously with what he does, fashion and things like that. But, but also, I'm just saying, that's but come on. Yeah, it's, it, yeah like, like, for instance, say Russ was doing that with the Lakers. Same team, just switch jerseys. I think that, like, media gravitates more towards him because he plays in L.A., mm-hmm. uh, like a big market. And – you see it like time and time again, right? Like, for example, good player Jordan Clarkson, right? Whatever Jordan Clarkson did good in LA, it was it was magnified, blown up, this and that. And now he he goes and does good things in Cleveland. You didn't even know about it. We didn't see it. I forgot. You, you, you won't you won't ever see. It. You won't know about it. It's not that's not his fault. It's mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's the way that I, the NBA is good for the Lakers to have publicity. So we're gonna. Whatever anybody does good for the Lakers, we're going to blow up. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can handle that, though, to be in a big market. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, and it, and it, and it hurts you because then you, you, you do certain things with the Lakers jersey on, and it gets, mag- it gets you know, blown up, and then you go somewhere else, and you're like, dang, how come I ain't getting this love like well, how just, I was? I just did this. <laughs> like, I just, just yeah. did it. You know? I mean, look at Jeremy Lin. Lin's sanity in New York was probably the biggest thing that happened in the Knicks. And I'm surprised. I'm surprised he still kept it together to still be in the league. You know, I'm serious. I mean, they, they he was so high that if someone said, oh, Jeremy ain't been in the league in four years, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But the fact that he's still going and still mm-hmm. ticking after the big drop, because well, he went to Houston, didn't have a, a great year. Well, the Knicks had a decision to make. That's when they had Mello, too. And it was kind of yeah, like. Mello, Mello used his power yeah. over there. Yeah. He didn't so want, he didn't want that thing. competition on media. I mean, on a. Uh, Share the spotlight. Yeah, he wants to share. But like, okay, so now you're in New York, and he's not going to be an option to stay there. And then anywhere else you go, except for maybe LA, is going to be a downshift. So Houston, he didn't have that. I mean, they have the big, they have the attention in China. Yeah, I mean, you would have thought that he would have been big in Houston, you know, with the Asian community Mm -hmm. there. And he had some injuries too, but that kind of shows you like things can happen so fast, almost like faster than you'd imagine. And then it's how do you kind of stay there or deal with the really the roller coaster? It's, it, one, it's right? one of those things is when you were saying you were doing a lot of reading, trying to figure out what I said. I, you're 27 right now. Focus, watch tape, watch tape on, you know, you know. If everyone says your rookie season is your best season, watch it. See see what they see see what they see. You know, you know, because for the most part, people just look at numbers. Right. Um, 
Because I remember my one year average 29, which was my better year, but I was getting more praise the, the, the next year when I was averaging 28 and my numbers were down. Yeah. You know, it's what, what am I doing better here? I know I was hitting more game winners here and was more efficient at the end than I was this year. You know, it's, you, you might just want to watch your rookie season. And that's, you know, that's what you should do now is just watch your games and see what you did that, that has people saying, okay, this is, then watch last year or the following year. And then you can compare, you know, the two. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, yeah, I can see. I'm not as aggressive here doing this than I was here. Mm-hmm. And then you can make your own comparison. So, so you can tell, you can tell yourself how to build and when to build. You know, instead of just listening to somebody and say, oh, yeah, he was better his rookie season than he's been shit ever since. It's like, oh, okay. Like, I'm, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Right, right. You know, so, you know, I used to watch a lot of game tape. Um, like, I, I just watch on how, you know, a, de- a defense supposed to play defense, you know, what the big man's supposed to do on rotations. Um, you know, I didn't, you know, that's all I watched for. I didn't, you know, I, I watched on how you're supposed to move, like, what was your defensive schemes? Like, if I go here, what were you supposed Let's to do? do. Yeah, yeah. So now Makes I sense. know, as soon as you hit a shift, I know when to go. Right. And then if I go, I know what the back line's supposed to do. You know, and Absolutely, then I just yeah. and then I just practice my offense on just defensive schemes. You know, so my offense wasn't built for, you know, just like a James Harden where I'm just worrying about yeah. it. My offense is built on how defense supposed to react, you know. Yeah. You know, if I know if I go below the free throw line, you're supposed to jump on my high hip. Okay. If he jumps here, then I know what to do now. What to do next, yeah. You know, you know. Absolutely. I mean, that's what I say. You just, you know, right now, this is the time where you just, you know, study the game more. And when you, when you, when you really focus on basketball and study it, it becomes easier. You know, it's, you know, I, I wasn't highly recruited. I was... I think I think ninety nine my senior year, you know, thirty um, first pick set the bench, condemned in the first forty games, and then I just started watching the game different, and then all of a sudden, as soon as I got on the court, double 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 double, and then rookie of the month, and then my next year took off, and then it just, and then I just you know didn't really like yeah. wasn't a high flyer, you know I just had speed I was stronger than most of. All the guards besides probably just a kid. And then I can shoot the shit out of the ball. You know, but from there, it's just I made it simple. You know, I just started watching how the game's supposed to have been played. All right. And for a penalty, I can play crazier because I know you can't touch me now. You know, and you just start breaking it down like that. Then it, be, and then it becomes easy. Now you're averaging 20. And you're like, oh, that was, this is, this is right. simple. Like, that's why I said, like, you know, where James Harden is, it's so simple now that he's simplified the game to the point where it's, it's so boring to everyone else. Yeah. Like, Figured like, oh, it out. Yeah. And the game slows down, right? That's the thing. You want to get to a place of confidence where you can find those loopholes and advantages and hacks to where, you know, you can dominate in your own way. And then w- once you start doing you, I mean, eventually a coach is a jest because at the end of the day, a great coach is only a great coach because of players. Yeah. You know, I've never seen a great coach make a bad player great. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's great players and you're just coaching great players. You know, sorry, Phil, but just being honest. No, yeah, hey, 
And you also get to a place, I think, when you can have injury or like a, in, in your situation right now where you have time to focus on details that you can't focus on when you're on the grind of the season and travel and all that stuff. So you use that to your advantage. Right. Mm-hmm. It's something that I like. I've had to, this is the, my first summer where I'm like, first time where I'm like off and I'm not injured. Like I've, I've had. That's so. <laughs> like for, for my summers, I've had shoulder surgery one summer. I had two, two shoulder surgeries on uh, one on this side and one on this side. So I was two of my summers. I had hip surgery one summer. So I've had like, I haven't had, I had it like this, I had um some something on one of my knees. Like I, I, I haven't had like a summer where I could just dig into, you know, what my body is fully capable of mm-hmm. without having to go to rehab or being precautious on this day, being precautious on that day. Like it's the first time I can just go and just and, and just do me and figure out like really dive into like what I like and what I don't like in terms of like shots on the floor or you know what move do I really need to work on like when I go right does it feel as the same as I go left like just getting into my mind about my basketball game has been something that I've been, been able to do because now I'm not focused on I got to get my, my knee right got to get my shoulder my hip never never had a chance to improve because you've right. been you know, sitting there, you know, working on an injury. And I think that's what happened with Derrick Rose. That was the guy I was going to touch on. You know, that, he, you know, he was, you know, once he got hurt, you know, every summer, you know, he's rehabbing an injury instead of trying to build his skill. Right. And, that, and then you yeah. got like two, three years ago as he finally goes into a summer not injured. So now he gets to see, okay, wait, hold on, woo. Haven't been here in a while. Right. What am I supposed to do? But he did use that time to change his game because when young D Rose, MVP D Rose, was jump out of the gym, elevate on you, explosive, right? Right. And now you see him. He uses that change of direction, that shiftiness that he has. He's not going to elevate on everybody, but he can still finish around the rim. Yeah, I mean, he was always he was always crafty. I mean, he just. I mean, the thing with D Rose is he didn't know how to. um, Once he exploded up, he didn't know how to land. It's like. It's like he was like a rocket when he jumped. You know, it's just he went up crazy, came down crazy. Yeah. You know, it's just that was just how he played the game. You know, but it's 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 good to see how, you know, time and I, I guarantee he probably wanted to retire four years ago. Yeah. You know, and it's now now look at him. I mean you You never know what happened with him now. Yeah, yeah he's he's, he's you got six, seven more years in him now. It's like now he found it's it's like it's like his rookie season all over again. That's the thing you figure out. Even think of like as you age, a guy like Russ who's extremely athletic, like that's gonna decline at some point. We're seeing that with LeBron right now. The athleticism declines. You use your technique and skill. Yeah, I mean his up and down. You know his up and down. His I mean you know you're talking about guys whose explosion is. 200% 200% more than everybody else's. You know, when they decline, you know, 100%, they're still yeah, they're, they're still above so everyone else. Yeah. Like LeBron's yeah. still going to the hole, dunking on. You know, it's like, he's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, can, I, I, we know he's declining, but, you know, when you're in, in fast-paced mode, that decline doesn't really show as much because yeah. he's, still, he's still so far above everyone else. Yeah, I think, I honestly think, like, his mental right, too, because once you, like, have that many, like, for example, my little brother, he goes to um, he goes to Creighton. He's going through it kind of now where he has a broken hand, but he's still playing. And he's so mad at himself because his game is not as good as it is beforehand that, like, he's so worried about the injury that he that his mind is telling him to do things, but his body but just, can't, can't. His body's just mm-hmm. not letting him. And that will drive you nuts. It mm-hmm. drove me nuts with, with my shoulders and my knee and my hip. It's like I know what I need to do up here, but my body's just not letting me do it. 
So like you get caught up in that frustration, you lose sight of everything else. And I think similar to D Rose, right? He's probably rehabbing his knee, his ankle, like, and he's probably getting so caught up in like, man, I used to be able to mm-hmm. take two dribbles from half court and, and catch a windmill on somebody. And now, and in his mind is when he's playing, is telling him to, you know, instinctually to do that. But his body's like, oh, slow down. Like, mm-hmm. we're not, we can't do that right now. And I think now his, since his, his, since he's healthy, now his mind's starting to catch up with him a little bit as in like, okay, like now when I do that, I, I can, you know, I can go left and, and quick cross right and jump to the rim and reverse layup. You know what I mean? Like his mind and his body is finally equaling mm-hmm. up to each other that like he's taking <clears> off. <throat> And when he was younger, he might have just go baseline and explode up. And now he sees I can use this hesitation to get the big in the air mm-hmm. and then go around him. So right, right. Still be effective. It's right. just using it's slow. Yeah, it's yeah. slowing down. Right. What's so funny is I, w- I want to see what he looks like next year. What? Huh? What, what do you think is going to be different? Might be more explosive. Because, <laughs> you know, it's baby steps. You know what I mean? You're talking about somebody who was really explosive, had to go all the way back to zero. And then you got to remember, every year he goes into that summer and he don't have to deal with the injury, just gives him – that just that just boosts his confidence. Right. You know, that, I mean, that just boosts a man's confidence. Like, yo, I didn't – ooh, I didn't have to rehab this all summer? I get right. the – yo. You know, I mean, he'll be 31 next year, so a little older too. But, you know, we were talking about fit and places that you are. I mean, when he was – on the way out of Chicago, probably not a great time in the organization. Like they were looking to blow it up, and then he takes a lesser role. I mean, he went to Cleveland. That didn't really it wasn't really the place for him. Maybe he wasn't ready at that time to be where he is now. Um, then he went to Utah. Remember last year, and he was. He I was forgot he went to Utah. Right, right, yeah, I, yeah. And and another thing you said, like he's thirty-one, right? Like I think when you're in the NBA, and Derrick Rose had a lot of time off, that. You know, the NBA plays a wear and tear on your body like crazy. Like, if you're playing solid, like, every single year, 82 games or 75-plus games, like, that's going to take a toll on your body come year 9, 10, 11, mm-hmm. no matter who you are. So he gets those those years where he's just laying up, you know, getting fixing healthy. Like, is he a 31-year-old NBA player? I don't, I don't know. Like, he's missed – he's missed – he's had a bunch of rest. Like he doesn't for, have those miles You know what I mean? Like, for myself, these past years, I haven't – I've sat – I haven't – Got like, I've had I've sat out a lot of games, but am I a 27 year old with a 27 year old wear and tear on my body in the NBA? I don't think so. Like I think myself, I've had those times where I haven't played a lot ever. It's 10 minutes, 12 minutes, sat x amount of games, been injured, been out. I think like I, I got my body feels as though I haven't played six years, mm-hmm. five and a half years in the NBA. You know, I and I think that's a a, a part of Derrick Rose too, right? Like he's. He hasn't he hasn't played as many games as uh, an, an average thirty one year old probably in the NBA who's been in the league as long as he has. Yeah, I remember my twenty five. I was like, woo! <laughs> like I'm twenty nine. Right, yeah. right. I was playing what? I think what forty two minutes one year. Right, forty two yeah. minutes 42, a game. Forty two, forty three. I remember I was like, it was like me and Allen Iverson. That was a different era too. So Iverson <clears> like <throat> wouldn't want to come out of a game and need uh, minutes restriction was unimaginable. It was the same way for you, right? Like yeah, you just I mean, want to play. Just want to play. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I didn't care about getting subbed out. It's just coach didn't do it. I mean, you know, at that point, you got to remember. At that point, you you only have one, one and a half stars on most of these teams, so you didn't have a luxury to. You know, sub your star out and right, hold yeah. him for five, six minutes. You know, mm-hmm. if you had a lead, that lead's gone. 
if you was right there, they done took a 10, 15-point lead on you. You know, so coaches really wasn't. Yeah, I mean, Philly had, when, when Iverson <clears throat> went to the bench, it was, can we hold it down for like two minutes yeah, while he gets a yeah. break, right? And they get him in between corners or whatever. It was like, it was like LeBron in the playoffs versus uh, Golden State. Yeah. You know, you got to manage them timeouts, right? Maybe. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Hopefully there's a delay at halftime or something like that. But the other thing, you know, you talk about where you are career-wise and age-wise and all that is that you want to offer maturity and understanding the lifestyle, what it is off the court. And, you know, we were talking about where Gil was too. And that's not something that guys figure out right away. And I don't know who, who can kind of bring you through that. Is there other veterans or mentors or does everybody kind of need a mentor? Um, you know, it's, it's tough. Cause when I was in Philly, we didn't have like, I mean, Jay Rich was on the team, but he wasn't like traveling with us. He wasn't like, you know, he was there. Like I, I spoke to him. He gave me great advice when I was there. I, I, you know, I'll definitely thank him forever. But like somebody who was playing, who was a veteran to teach, you know, me the ways and to teach me how to put in work, you know, what it really means to put in work is something that when I got to the league, I never, like, I never had <laughs> And, you know, uh, we didn't have that many vets. We had guys that were, you know, 23, 24 years old, like, you know, the Evan Turners. And, um, you know, we had Thad Young, you know, guys who were, you know, not they're veterans, but not really haven't mm-hmm. been there as long as, you know, they probably are now. So I think it's I think it's very important. Like if I if if I had that knowledge when I was, you know, rookie for taking care of my body, you know, what I mean, like I, I, I didn't, you know, treatment wasn't and, and like. It was an obligation for me. It wasn't like a, I want to go and, and, and get treatment. You know, my career, I hated going to get treatment. I hated doing all the, you know, doing all that stuff. And if I knew what it, you know, what it did for me back then, I would have do what I do now in the past, you know, year. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it is it is important to have those guys, you know, around who can really teach young, you know, young kids the way because it it definitely plays a toll on them, you know, going forward. You know, it's funny. Me, me and Jay Rich was rookies together. Um, we trained, we, same agent, we trained. Um, <clears throat> we, uh, our veterans was some, some nuts. They were, they, were, they were crazy as shit. So we used to just, you know, bounce off each other, me, him, and Troy. So we used to go in early in the morning, and we would get like a 1,000 shots up. Like, we were like piggybacking each other, like, yo, don't do, don't, you don't need to buy that car, like, like you don't need to compete with him, yeah. you know. Because I remember when Jay Rich, <laughs> Jay Rich did this. He seen Ventigo Cummins pull up with an S five fifty. Was S S five hundred? S five fifty. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm number, I'm number five pick, number four pick. Shit, if he got one, I can get one. Like, nah, don't do that. Don't, do that. <laughs> don't, go, don't go down that route. That's you know, we're right. not even gonna go down that route. We ain't, we ain't in here for competition. Right. And then from there, it's like that's when we became cool, and we just. You know, we just bounced off each other, just worked and worked and worked, and that's all we knew. You know, so you know to hear him, you know, say you, uh, he was with you over there is cool. Yeah, yeah, Jerry's my guy. We, uh, he definitely is. It definitely is a real one for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, bad knees ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you know that expression I thought of was if you knew then what you know now, right? Like that's always the yeah. You know, it's, you know, that, you know the whole thing is you know. You know, NBA players, you know, you got so much money at the wrong point in your career. You get all this money <clears throat> when you're young, when you think you know everything and you don't know nothing at all. Right. You know, and then, you know, once you get to, you know, 27, 8, 9, 30, you're like, dang, if I really, really, you know, I could have 
saved a couple of injuries if I'd have did this at 20 and 21 instead of, you know, but it's just the way life is, you know. Absolutely. Definitely learn more as you grow older. Yeah. It's a learning experience everywhere you go. Yeah. All right. Well, this is good. We learned a lot. I know right. you're probably in a different place now too. <laughs> you know, got a chance to talk a bit and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you back in action and where you're going to go next. Absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to it too, more than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be at the sports center the, the whole summer? Yeah, I'm going to be there. Okay. I'll be out, you know, once I start training, I'll be up there. Cool. Yeah. I'm training for the big three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's easy work for me, you know, bunch of old. Old, out of shape ass basketball players. It changed the age. Players. It's 27 now. I know. Yeah. Bunch of old, out of shape ass basketball players. Nah, you ain't ready for the big three yet. Nah, I ain't ready for all that actually. <laughs> uh, that's prison basketball right Well, you there. should get paid for that versus going to sports academy. Nah, that's prison basketball, though. He like, yeah. nah, that's... There's a certain type of basketball. That's that's 80s basketball. That's taking all the way back. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Prison rules. Mm-hmm.